Well, Percy, cancer is a much feared disease, but can it actually help us do things? It's an interesting question, Wayne. Cancer can be and has been a catalyst that propelled people into doing and launching new hobbies, activities, and even ministries. It is not a good thing, but God can still accomplish good through it. Let's talk about that. All right. On today's episode, we share real examples of things patients have done as a result of cancer. Don't miss this. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Reverend Percy McRae. Pastor P is Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. You always have a smile on your face. <laughs> What's up with that? I have the joy of the Lord that's <laughs> in my heart, man, and it keeps me moving forward, that's for sure. <laughs> well, this program will make you smile today because we're going to tell some stories, some great stories. We are. We're going to talk about people that I have met and that I have known that as a result of their cancer journey created tremendous opportunities of ministry and extensions that allow people to be blessed because of their journey of cancer. Yeah, it's understandable when cancer and cancer diagnosis will slow us down, Mm. but there's a lot of examples of people that have really received new inspiration because of that journey of cancer. You know, the biggest thing uh, initially that I learned, Wayne, in supporting cancer patients, you know, well over 20 years ago was how many people took the challenge of, and in many cases got angry, I can't believe that this has happened to me. I'm going to do something about this. I'm going to channel this in a way that I'm now going to go back out and I'm going to make this work on behalf of myself and others and have be, have begun creative, wonderful concepts of things that God put in their heart in the midst of and as a result of, of being a cancer patient. Before we have the conversation today, I'm going to offer our free resource. It's called 50 Encouraging Scriptures for Cancer Patients. You've compiled this, Percy. You spent a lot of time in God's Word, so thank Thanks for doing that on our behalf. Yeah, it's a compilation of scriptures that, again, we have pulled together. One of the things when I was pastoring a church would always be individuals who would say, "Uh, Pastor, give me a scripture for this, or Pastor, give me a scripture for that. I can't remember (laughs) where that scripture is. And so, you know, as many uh, organizations have done, pulling together scriptures around certain subject matter and content to make quick reference for people is really a very helpful resource. And so uh, we've pulled together, again, as stated, you know, 50 scriptures that are related to this subject and topic that people can quickly reference and access without having to kind of thumb through the Bible and trying to figure out where yeah. they are. You can download this at healthhopeandinspiration.com right now. Healthhopeandinspiration.com. While you're there at the website, why don't you go ahead and answer this week's question. How did your faith make a difference to you in your cancer journey? Mm. Click on Connect at healthhopeandinspiration.com to answer this week's question. On future programs, we'll share some of those responses. Have you ever wanted to find answers to your cancer-related questions? With Cancer Center for Alexa, now you can. The Cancer Center for Alexa skill is a voice-activated question-and-answer tool empowering users to ask Alexa questions they may have about cancer or services available at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The skill can answer over 800 questions on more than 40 different cancer types, symptoms, risk factors, and treatment options. What a great resource. To access this tool, you or anyone you support can simply say, Alexa, enable Cancer Center to any Amazon device. 
You can also access the tool on any smartphone by downloading the Alexa app. So relatively new from Cancer Treatment Centers of America, the Cancer Center for Alexa. These smart speakers are really something. They really are, and they do amazing things. And so we realized that this would be a great tool for question and answer opportunities around the subject of cancer. So we're really excited about this. I'm going to create the Ask Percy app here today because I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. There we go. And you're going to answer them, right? I am. All right. You know, too many people view cancer as an end, and it's not necessary, is it? What's interesting about the premise of that question is we have now, uh, you know, progressed over the last 10, 15 years where we have seen, first and foremost, a decline of people who are actually dying from cancer. Mm. And that's great news. It is. So people are surviving longer because of uh, uh, new technologies, uh, early detection, diagnostic work. And I think uh, education around cancer and conversation around it, uh, again, it has helped people to basically survive a bout of cancer. So that's the good news from a clinical perspective. But the other side of that is this, Wayne, is that uh, there are tremendous opportunities of creative uh, outlets that people have created uh, and, and and facilitated as a result of being a cancer patient. And I believe inspired by the Lord to take uh, this negative situation that had hardships and trials and tribulations and then turn that into some type of outlet, ministry, opportunity, community outreach that has blessed and is blessing hundreds and thousands of people. So we want to we use that angle to help people to understand, particularly if you may be in the beginning stages or in the middle of being being a cancer patient, uh, that there potentially is some other good things that can and will come out of this that will allow, allow you to bless God's people. And we're going to share some of those stories yeah. of people that I know. Well, you've benefited yourself from this. Before we started this program today, you were telling me about a woman who was kind of pressed because of cancer, but, you know, she came up with some ideas for you. She did. It's interesting. Her name is Emily Schmeckpepper. And uh, I met her as a cancer patient, as I have so many. And she would come to our worship services, and she just fell in love with the idea of being able to apply spiritual faith concepts within the four walls of a clinical environment. And she utilized that during her cancer journey. And so, you know, she would begin to kind of just sit down and question me and talk about, you know, what what were my thoughts about other things that I was interested in doing, and she challenged me, quite frankly. And I've never shared this story publicly before, and it's important. And she said, I think that you can do more with your ministry than just uh, within the four walls of the Cancer Treatment Centers oh, of America. Wow. And she said, I want to help you do that. And I was like, well, how are you going to help me? <laughs> and she said, I want to go out and, and tell people about the idea of how faith and and healing and spirituality and medicine and science can work together. But I need to challenge you to think about how to do that in a very structured way. And long story short, she basically pressed me into action and said, you know, uh, you can do this. She became my first spiritual outreach coordinator. We (laughs) created a position that never existed for her in this context. And so then I started going to churches, uh, setting up my little podium, my little PowerPoint slideshow, <laughs> uh, and we started teaching what we now call the Our Journey of Hope That's program. how it began. That's how Our Journey of Hope began as a result of her kind of constantly pressing me and saying, "Let's, you should do some other things. I was still pastoring my church at the time, and I was like, I don't know if I have the time to do this. 
Long story short, we started going on the road to different churches. She introduced me to the first Catholic community hmm. uh, of uh, Catholic leaders that she knew that gave us introdu- that gave me introduction to actually do a presentation to them in uh, upstate New York. I'll never forget it. Hmm. And so I want to honor Emily Schmeck Pepper. She's now gone home to be with the Lord, oh. and she fought a long, hard fight. But because of her cancer journey, she was compelled to then press me into action. And what came out of that pressing is what we now call our journey mm-hmm. of hope. That's a great story. Yes, it's true. Wow. An unforgettable woman yeah, unfor- with an unforgettable name, too, I, right? <laughs> I honor her. I honor her. And I thank God for her. And she was a blessing to my life. She yeah. was a blessing to me personally and to the, the growth uh, of my ministry that today we sit and talk about yep. every day. On Many the show. people are benefiting from it because of her. Correct. Well, thank God for her. Well, I remember the couple that we talked to in Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, and they have a great story. I remember I, I remember their cement trucks. Oh. What, what was it about the cement trucks? Well, that this is a great couple. This We're talking about Jeannie and George Stewart. They started a cancer support network in Hawaii. Uh, and then they went out uh, and started looking for sponsorships. Uh, for organizations that would buy into what they were doing from a community outreach perspective. Uh, and, and they weren't even operating out of a local congregation. Uh, they just went out and started talking about, as a result of being a cancer patient, and in George's case, his previous wife had been a cancer patient, okay. and she had passed away. And so he just felt compelled that there was something he could do with that experience of his wife being a caregiver, and then he himself becoming a cancer patient. He went to one of our Our Journey of Hope uh, cancer care leadership trainings, uh, flew in from Hawaii, went back and started uh, his cancer care ministry with his new wife, and then began to seek out uh, uh, sponsorships. And so found a local cement company in (laughs) the islands of Hawaii that basically took the name of their ministry and put it on the barrels of the trucks. I remember and, seeing the photos of yeah. it. Yeah, and so they started driving around the community, and huh. they've, they've done tremendous. They've given away uh, care packages. They do trainings and outreach. Yeah, they have these compassion kits. That's correct. That help people. That they put together that, that had uh, items in it that, would, that the average cancer patient would need while they're receiving treatment and care. So all based upon his experience and his wife's experience as a cancer patient and thinking about, wow, what would I have wanted and desired to have someone give me as a care package while I was a cancer patient? They now create those and give those to hundreds and thousands of cancer patients. So again, uh, Jeannie and George Stewart, and they're doing amazing work there uh, in Hawaii. And uh, we just thank God for them. But again, they started out as a cancer patient. And I Mm -hmm. think what helps to put this in context from a, a biblical perspective. Yeah, I may be a little absent-minded here today. Did I ask you to put a biblical context on this and yet? so here we go. Our spiritual nugget that'll frame this, because it'll help us, is found in 2 Corinthians 12 and 10. And it says, That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then am I strong. And this is, of course, the Apostle Paul talking because he talked about going through his challenges and going through his circumstances because if we live in the earth long enough, we all are are tried by something. We all have uh, some hardships that we have to work through. But Paul helps us to understand that he says, when I'm weak, 
because of the power of Christ that rests upon me, then am I strong. And of course, we know all of the great, wonderful things that Paul did from a ministry perspective. So the framework here is uh, cancer helped me do it. And, you know, it's and, you know, when we hear the word cancer is negative and it, man, it's hard and it's difficult. But how many people and I know many of them as a result of cancer propelled them and pushed them into action to do something as a result of their experience. We want to talk from that school of thought. Yeah, we've done whole programs in the fact that we don't believe that God gives cancer. Correct. That, that's that's just not what happens. But he can use the circumstances of cancer in us to do great things. It's his power in our weakness. I tell people all the time and disrupt some folks and you know they'll be okay later <laughs> on, is that God is an opportunist. And so uh, the opportunities that are presented as a result of the negative experiences that we have, uh, God does not want us to lay down and just wallow in that place. Uh, He wants to empower us that we can uh, rise up and pick up our bed, if I could use that metaphor, and walk and do something with what has happened to us. And so that's where this scripture helps to enable us. No, God didn't give and does not give cancer. I do not theologically believe that. I have no way to theologically support that. But I do believe that God is an opportunist and he will empower us to take advantage of the opportunities of our negative circumstances, because when we are weak, that's when the power of him rests upon us and then we become strong. Well, I want you to tell us another story in just a moment here, Pastor P, if you would. Yes, sir. But let me say that if you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, a comprehensive cancer care network. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-4673. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And you can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Our theme today, Cancer Helped Me Do It. On the surface, that may sound like a funny statement, mm-hmm. but we're, we're learning today through these stories that God uses our weakness. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, uh, I am convinced that God understood and knew what our weaknesses were before we would be susceptible to them and created a path and a process that will allow that experience, that circumstance, to be utilized when we turn it to him, our attention, our affection, and more importantly, our source for a resource in the midst of that, that he can turn that and make that work for our good. And that's what we're talking about, stories okay. of people who have done amazing things as a result of being cancer patients. And you've got more for us right now. Well, with that, I have two individuals, again, both that I've met and both that I have interviewed on this show, along with the previous story of Jeannie and uh, George. We've interviewed them, and they've been on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Uh, feel free to archive and listen to that oh, uh, yeah, interview. Sure. Uh, but uh, the second person that I think is, is worthy of mentioned uh, in the Health, Hope, and Inspiration Hall of Fame, if we can call it that, (laughs) is Cheryl Weldon. And Cheryl was an amazing, very sophisticated, very classy, very elegant young woman 
who interviewed on the show, and she had experienced cancer and some struggles and trials. And the backdrop of her story was that she was still uh, mothering a relatively young daughter. And when she was diagnosed with cancer, as does happen, and as I have seen happen in some occasions, uh, her current husband at that time divorced her. Mm. And and basically, uh, as she shared the story, and you can also uh, archive uh, that interview and hear her story from her point of view, that you know she had to come to terms with the fact that she still had to fight and live Boy. to raise her daughter. That's a double whammy for it her. Was. Yeah. So one day while she's at the clinic, Wayne, and she's, uh, you know, checking in uh, to do her scans and her tests and to, you know, sit down and, and, and go through her process. She had heard, uh, I believe the story goes, a, a woman uh, who did not have enough uh, money for certain, I think, her prescriptions or something like that. And she overheard that. And so she quietly went to the receptionist and uh, told her, Whatever her uh, her needs were from a financial perspective for her prescription or whatever the, the need was, she said, I'll take care of that. Mm. And she said right then and there, the Lord had dropped in her heart that every time that you would come to the facility, you know, just uh, do a little something for a patient or someone else. And don't think about yourself. Don't wallow in the fact of your marriage dissolved and focus on how you can be helpful to other individuals. Well, she says she always found herself having more than enough money for herself, that she began to set aside monies for others to help with certain little things. And so she started a ministry, and it's an amazing thing, uh, a foundation and launch called Teas for Women with Cancer, where she actually now uh, puts on these very sophisticated and fancy tea type gatherings that women can come together who have had cancer and get dressed up and have a nice time and they raise money and it's a foundation that she started. I can picture this. Has your wife ever taken you to a high tea? Oh man. <laughs> and it's, 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 it is an amazing experience. It really is. And so um, in the midst of, of, of saying yes to God, that I'll be a conduit, that I'll start providing resources for other women who may find themselves in need and while she was going through, again, loss and separation of, of a husband, she said the Lord brought her a new man in her life. <laughs> and he uh, helped uh, with all of the necessities of starting this foundation and stood behind her and helped support her. She's doing well. She looked fantastic and she was happy. <laughs> but as a result, again, of the negative circumstances of being a cancer patient and some of the, the, the more personal affect of her own personal relationship, how the Lord took that and blessed her to help others to be a blessing. And today she's thriving and doing well. Should I say at this point that no case is typical? We should say that. You should not expect to experience these same <laughs> results. <laughs> it's important because here's the deal. At the end of the day, everybody's journey is different yep. and unique. So certainly no cookie cutter format, but it is a tribute to what God can and will do in the life of one who has surrendered to his will and purpose while in the midst of their journey. Yeah. Well, keep going. Tell me about Robbie Robinson. Robbie Robinson. Robbie Robinson potentially is one of the oldest cancer patients that I met uh, as a professional uh, healthcare uh, spiritual support. We person. won't give her age, right? Yeah, but this was really this is this is probably 18, 19, 20 years ago, and I I was uh, first starting working at the the Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Zion, Illinois, in Chicago, Greater Chicago, 
And um, I had just started my church, and I was looking for office furniture. And so I, I will never forget the day I had my little nephew with me, and we went to this office furniture outlet store uh, in the nearby Gurney, Illinois area. And uh, the salesperson came up and said, how can I help you? And I said, I'm looking for some furniture. And he was playing with my nephew, and we just struck it off, and we, we just had a great relationship. And probably, I don't know, maybe a year later, I see this guy bouncing around the halls of the hospital. I was like, I think I know this guy. <laughs> and he said, I think I know that guy too. And as it turned out, we, we, we met each other and we began talking to each other. And lo and behold, he was the person that sold me my first uh, pastor's office furniture uh, <laughs> when I first started my local church and I began working at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Fast forward, uh, he went through, um, and he went through several bouts of, of, of treatment with cancer. He had some highs and some lows. As of now, I think now going on a year, uh, he's a cancer survivor and thriver. He's run a couple of, I think, 2K marathons. Wow. But he has now started his own radio show called Not Done Yet. Oh, I like that title. Not Done Yet, where he interviews, again, patients, clinicians, talking about and encouraging people around thriving and surviving and working through the battle of cancer. He took his story, he took his challenges, and he had some healthcare challenges along the way. And he said, I'm going to use that for the glory of God. And so he's challenged himself to run. I think the next thing he wants to do is climb a mountain somewhere. <laughs> but again, the amazing energy and output of what took place from a negative perspective and how when he was weak, how God made him strong yeah. and the power of Christ rests upon him. And now he's blessing hundreds and thousands of people. There's a great verse in Luke 1, for with God, nothing will be impossible. That's what I think of when I think of these stories. And when you hear that, it, it gives you motivation and energy. And really, it creates three schools of thought that I think is important. Number one, it is easy to think that cancer is an end, as you said, and in some cases may be presented that way to people, unfortunately. But with God, an end can be a beginning yes. of wonderful things. Then the other thing I think that's important here, Wayne, is that many people who uh, have done great things with cancer or after cancer felt or even were told they were not to be able to do those things but for God. One of the things that is often said uh, in the African-American uh, kind of Christian circles is, uh, as kind of a passing statement is, won't he do it? And when, they, <laughs> uh, when something uh, awesome happens, uh, they'll look at each other and say, won't he do it? Oh, I like that. And yeah. making a reference to God. And so with that, that's what this statement and this school of thought is. We may have been told and we may it may be suggested to us that we can't do certain things or this is the end, but for God, won't he do it? So uh, <laughs> we're reminded of that from Luke one thirty seven, And then the last, uh, I think, important school of thought here is there is always hope and hope is an open door to God. And we never know what can walk in or out of an uh, open door. But we think but we know for sure if a door is closed it shuts those possibilities off. So hope keeps the door of God open and amazing things can walk in and out of that door as we keep our hope alive. Well, I know you have at least one more story to share with us in just a moment, but earlier you mentioned our journey of hope and how it began. Yeah. Well, the truth is, according to the American Cancer Society, nearly one out of three people in the U.S. will receive a cancer diagnosis during their lifetime. And caring for people living with cancer is a growing need in churches today. Yeah. So you've started the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network to equip and empower every Christian leader to meet this great need. And we're inviting pastors and leaders of congregations 
to join our growing family of informed ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. Sign up. It's free. And when you sign up, you'll receive online access to exclusive leader resources, information about ministry training opportunities, and an informative monthly email newsletter. So just visit healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page. Sign up for the Ministry Leaders Network today for Our Journey of Hope. I just thought that was so important to mention here since you you mentioned Our Journey of Hope earlier and how it got started. Absolutely. And again, God bless Emily Schmeckpepper and her determination. And just one more thing before I ask for another story here. 50 Encouraging Scriptures for Cancer Patients is our free resource mm. available right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. All right, let's keep it going. You're telling such great stories here. Well, today. and I don't. I want to get to our last uh, final story, but I want to just backtrack for a second on the previous story. I wasn't sure if I quoted the name of the gentleman, uh, the the previous uh, individual who sold me furniture. His name is Robbie Robinson. So right, right. I want to give a shout out to Robbie. He's a great guy. Yeah. He's a cancer fighter. He has his own radio podcast. He's doing amazing work. Is it a radio podcast or is it more than that? Well, it's a radio and video podcast, so you can listen to him uh, digitally and you can also view him online. Okay, all right. So it's called Not, his show is called- Not Done Yet. Not Done Yet. (laughs) And when you hear Robbie Robinson, you'll get an understanding of where that that veracity of that thought is coming from. It reminds me of people ask me, have you spent your whole life in radio? And I say, not yet. (laughs) 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 Not quite. Uh, Not done yet. All right, tell us another one. Well, our our final story, and again, this is an individual that uh, I did not have the privilege to interview on Health, Hope, and Inspiration, uh, because we had not, I had not started that uh, aspect of my ministry at that time. But this is also a cancer patient that I met probably 18, 19 years ago as well. And she was a wonderful, precious, kind of like your sweet aunt, you know, that sits on the front porch and, you know, has got a nice... Uh, a glass of tea or lemonade, <laughs> making apple pies, and just a sweetheart. And uh, she would come and receive her chemotherapy treatment uh, in the chemotherapy suites there at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And she would often uh, begin to be chilly and cold, which can be, in some cases, uh, the effect that people feel when they're receiving chemotherapy, that it can kind of... Uh, throw their their body temperature, you know, a little disoriented Mm -hmm. a little bit. it happens. And so uh, with that, she uh, made a blanket for herself. And so she covered herself and crocheted this beautiful blanket that she covered herself with. And so she, on her normal routine visits uh, to the chemotherapy suite, she would notice all of the other patients that were sitting there. She was like... I'm going to go home and start making some blankets for some of the other patients here. So she said, I'm bored. I don't have anything else to do. And I want to let people know that I love them and I care for them. And so she started making blankets for others. And uh, so that was kind of her little little in-house ministry that when she would come to receive her chemotherapy, she would bring three or four blankets with her to give to other cancer patients that would be around her so that they could also experience not just having a blanket because obviously as most facilities do, they'll give you a blanket, mm-hmm. you know, but it's, sure. it's pretty standard at the yeah, end of the yeah. day. But these would be very fancy. They have <laughs> great detail of color and great crochet artwork in them because she then began wanted to, to give uh, an expression of her love and her energy that hopefully would in, encourage individuals. And so she did that for probably about a year. Uh, I still to this day have in my possession the original blanket. Oh, really? I do. Uh, that she uh, crocheted. Uh, she has since gone home to be with the Lord. Oh. 
But before she left, her and her daughter sat down to meet with me, and they asked uh, if I would continue to maintain uh, the tradition of having blankets crocheted and knitted and given out to cancer patients. And she said, I want to call this ministry the Covers of Love. Love it. To this day, all of our facilities receive knitted or crocheted blankets from churches and sewing clubs from across the country. Yeah, and that takes a lot of effort to put a blanket together. They do, way, yeah. and they send those to our regional hospitals. We we pray over those blankets oh. and bless them, and we distribute those blankets to patients as they come into our facility today. The covers of love. And I still own and in my possession the original blanket that she made. You are covered in love. Absolutely. And so (laughs) amazing things. Amazing. And I want people to just hear my heart today. You may be dealing with cancer. Someone may have told you that this may be the end or there's not much else that can be done. Do not allow that to stop what God is putting in your heart with whatever your unique gift, talent, or ability may be. And that when you are weak, The power of Christ will rest upon you and make you strong. Know this, God did not put cancer on you, but he can use it as an opportunity to work good in and through your life, according to Romans 8.28. And we know that all things work together for good of those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. Always keep your eyes open for occasions to be used by God. I'm going to ask you for a final word in a moment, Percy, but we may have listeners who are tuned in right now who have their own stories to tell about how God has used cancer to propel them into something good for others or a ministry of some kind. We'd love to hear those stories. We would. Please uh, reach out to us and share with us how did God or has God used your cancer journey to be a blessing to someone else, a ministry, an outreach, whatever you are doing as a result of being a cancer patient that the Lord is using. We want to hear about that, and we'll read some of those responses and reactions to hopefully encourage others to do the same, because this is not the end, but quite frankly, this is the beginning. Even as Our Lady who made the the, the, the blankets, that's still being passed that's along right. in her honor, even yep. while she's in heaven That's right a legacy. Now. It is a legacy, and that's a powerful thing. <laughs> well, once again, our website is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. So tell us some of your stories. You can click on Connect there, and uh, we have a little section called Answer the Question. The question simply can be, what has been your experience? Yes. What has cancer propelled you to do? HealthHopeAndInspiration.com. All right, before we leave, a final thought from Pastor Percy. Well, the final thought is this. We've talked about the fact that then cancer helped me do it. God can use anything. And God God took a stutterer and gave him a stick. That's right. Yeah. Moses. (laughs) And he used that to free God's people. So with that being said, cancer is a disease that challenges our body, our mind, and our spirit. But it can also be a catalyst that causes us to draw near to God, to discover new passions and opportunities, and to do or start something that we never, ever otherwise thought would be done. Don't allow cancer to define you, because if you allow it to define you, then you will allow it to confine you. God can and will use anything that we will put back in his care Because when we are weak, then are we strong. Great place to end. 
Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Brother, thank you. Thank you. Hey, listen, keep chopping the wood. We've got work to do. I want to hear great stories of how God is using your life, and we want to bless other people. Be well and take care. We'll see you next time for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Hope and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with past pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.